0: Hi, this is Nara Bonafide with Good Faith Ministries. Welcome to my podcast, I Was Made For This, where we will be talking about identity, things like finding your real purpose and how God has an awesome plan for your life. Discovering who you really are, what you were made for, and becoming who God has created you to be is true freedom. So I invite you to join me as we explore and talk about God's goodness, his unique plan for each of us, and how we can experience victory in our lives. Hello, everyone. God bless you. I'm so glad you could join me today. Wow, I've got a great podcast for you. I'm going to be talking today about the God flow in our lives. But before I do that, I want to give a little background. The nature of and characteristic of God is movement. Have you ever thought about that? I have. And I was reading the other day in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 through 2, and it says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and void, darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was moving over the surface of the water. When I was reading that, I just stopped for, for a moment, and it just fits so perfectly in what I was, was rolling around in my spirit to talk about today. So since the beginning, we see that God moves. God moves, but how does he move? You know, there's been many moves of God in, in our history, and um, some of them that I just want to mention are the Reformation, the Great Awakening. The Second Great Awakening, the Jesus, Jesus Movement. You know, we just recently had a movie come out last year, actually, and we went to see it. It was a good movie, The Jesus Movement. And a movement of God like these that I just mentioned is where whole groups of people come to know Jesus Christ. They are drawn to God. It's a move of God on people that draws them to himself. And I really believe that there's a move of God in our nation today. Um, you have to look for it sometimes, but it's there. And I see it because I work with young people a lot. And I actually see something in this next generation that I didn't see in mine. And the ones that are on fire on are really on fire for God. They're experiencing God in a way that I've not really seen before. And it's a beautiful thing to watch. You know, I'm blessed, and I I get to participate in a small way with some of these young people. And I'm telling you, they are absolutely taking the world by storm in a good way. They're stepping out. I've seen it. And they're taking their place in this season that we're in, in our world and they have a boldness about them, they're, they're going forth in boldness. And they found their flow, their God flow for their lives. You know, I heard someone say this recently, and it, it really stuck with me. The micro is taking over the macro. And what that means is we have to look for sometimes where God is moving especially upon the young people in our nation because well around the world really because you're not going to hear about it in the mainstream you're, you're not going to hear about that you have to have your ear to the spirit of god there's a groundswell an undercurrent i like to call it of a move of god with young people and it is awesome you know, to look at our society today, especially with the youth, you'd, you'd think we're done. I mean, we're just done because we see a lot of, of the bad. But if you look at what God is doing, that movement, that flow, you'll see a lot of young people absolutely moving with God. They have found their flow. You know, since we're talking about youth, I I just feel led to do this. I want to take this opportunity right now to speak to parents, grandparents, guardians, aunts, uncles. I want to encourage you to allow your child to discover God for themselves. Yeah, they they need some guidance. They do. But I'm telling you that even elementary age kids, and I, I know some of you are seeing this, even the young ones are coming to know God quickly. They don't need a lot of theological, denominational indoctrination. (laughs) All they need is the simple gospel of Jesus Christ, and they're off like a rocket. You know, our kids are searching in this nation. They are. They're looking for the truth. I encourage you, don't hold them back. Lead them to a safe place where they can learn about how God moves. And if they're not learning about God, if they're not, then a counterfeit will be introduced to them. It will. And they could call, fall prey to a lie that could be presented as the truth. So I, I just want to take a little sidebar there because I, I really feel that's important and I'm speaking to somebody. <laughs> I don't know who, but somebody. So I've talked about the characteristic of God is movement. So so now let's bring it in to us personally in our daily lives. How does that affect us? Well, there's something that I call the God flow. I want to explain that. In Acts 17, 28, it says this: For in Him we live and move and have our being. Think about that. For in, in Him In Him, we live and move and have our being. In Ephesians chapter 1, and I I was reading in Ephesians chapter 1 recently, and it talks about in Him all throughout that chapter. And when you read that chapter, I just want to make a little suggestion here. Make note of all the times it says in Him. So, If a characteristic of God is movement, and we are in Him, then we should be moving with Him, right? You know, as as I was praying about 2024, the, the Lord impressed upon me that I was to build upon the momentum that I had experienced in 2023. So, I journaled it, I meditated on that, and what it said to me was this, that I am to continue with the flow that he has me in. And as I was meditating, I I got that there's a momentum, and I'm to take advantage of that. You know, momentum is is a beautiful thing, and I believe that some of you are doing that same thing. You're building upon momentum. And the God flow is a flow that builds momentum. It's not standing still. It's not being unproductive or passive. You know, I I looked up the definition of momentum, and I I know what momentum means, but you guys that that follow me and listen to me, you know that I like to listen up, uh, look up definition of words. So the definition of momentum is the force or speed of an object in motion, or the increase in the rate of development of a process. It can also mean the quality that keeps an event or a process moving or making progress after it has started. I can hear a few of you now say, but, but Nara, I've experienced some really challenging things last year. I'll need something just to keep me going. Well, my encouragement for you today is that the God flow will do that. So what is the God flow? Let, let's get into that. I There is a, a pastor, her name is Pastor Nancy Dufresne, and I know that some of you, some of my audience already listens to her, but I was really um, uh, ministered to by something she said. She was talking about um, the flow of God, and here's how, um, here's what she said about it. She said in in uh, Luke seventeen twenty one, Jesus said this, The kingdom of God is within you. Righteousness, peace, and joy is the flow of the kingdom of God that is within us now. I'm reading right now from um, one of her messages about the flow. She said, because it's in you now, you can yield to the flow of that kingdom anytime you want, as much as you want. Circumstances don't always offer us peace and joy. Opposing circumstances come, but those circumstances can never eliminate the flow of the kingdom that is within us to draw on anytime we need it. We don't wait for circumstances to offer us joy. We brought our own. You know, I'm going to stop there just for a moment and I had a test in this just yesterday. I won't go into detail about it, but I had a choice, and I almost passed the test. Okay, I came close. There's just a part of it. Anyway, bottom line is there was a piece of news that I got, and it's like my initial reaction was, okay, I'm going to stay in faith about this. I'm going to stay in the God flow, and I just deviated for a moment. But anyway, we all have circumstances that are going to come against this God flow. Okay, back to what Nancy said. She said, now it's up to us to yield to that joy flow within by rejoicing. Righteousness, peace, and joy is the flow that heaven is enjoying right now. And that's the same flow that he made ours while we are living on the earth. That's the flow that's in us right now, and we can draw on it. We can draw on that and yield to it anytime we want. We can get so full of heaven's flow and so skillful at yielding to that flow that heaven's flow permeates our lives and our homes. We can live there before we go there. We can live there. We are to become skillful at tapping into and drawing out of heaven's flow that's within. I just wanted to read that because it really ties in with what I'm saying today. Now, The flip side of all of this, the flip side of the God flow is that I see people, unfortunately, who are in the wrong flow. As a minister of the gospel, I do, I talk with people a lot. And some of these people, they know that they're in a wrong flow and and they simply don't care. (laughs) Others are just unaware. They're flowing with the world's way of doing things. They are so busy just working, going to school, and really becoming lulled to sleep by entertainment. And they can't even recognize the move of God in the world today, or even the flow of God for their own lives. But the good news is, He has a plan for each of us. But it's our responsibility to find out what that plan is, right? You know, as I was praying about this message today and and just meditating on it, I I, I got a I got a visual. And this is what I, I'm a visual person. I, I I you know I do have a vision board or I'm working on it, and I just like visuals. And I imagined these three things that contained water. And because water is movement, but the first one I saw was what I call a lazy river, a lazy river. You know, the, the Jimmy Buffett song wasting away in Margaritaville. Okay. I was very, 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 very young when that song came out. Okay. But anyway, I'm just kidding. That's what came to mind when I was thinking about the lazy river or it's in, in, I want to just, um, mention the lyrics to this song, even though I don't particularly care for it. Um, Wasting Away in Margaritaville, here's what it says. And some of you may remember this song, nibbling on sponge cake, watching the sun bake, all of those tourists covered with oil, strumming my sixth string, on my French porch, on my front porch swing, smell those shrimp, they're beginning to boil. (laughs) You can just hear that song, can't you? Because it played a lot when I was growing up. Wasting away in Margaritaville, searching for my lost sh- shaker of salt. Some people claim that there's a woman to blame, but I know it's nobody's fault. Listen to this. Don't know the reason. Stayed here all season with nothing to show but the brand. this brand new tattoo. But it's a real beauty, a Mexican cutie, how it got here. I haven't a clue. Wasting away again in Margaritaville, searching for my lost shaker of salt. <laughs> you know... I read in Forbes magazine that Jimmy Buffett turned this hit song, Margaritaville, into a multi-billion dollar empire. Anyway, don't want to get too sidetracked tra- with that, but I think some people in our society today are in the lazy river, wasting away in Margaritaville. And I don't, I'm just not talking, I'm not focusing on the margaritas, I'm just the wasting away part. You know, I have... Um, gone to a water park before. And, and a couple of years ago, my husband, Ross, and my great niece and nephew, they they got into the Lazy River at the um, water park. You know, they got on their little floaties and it's where they relaxed in the cool water. And a lot, a lot of people are like that. They're relaxing in the cool water with a beverage in their hand. And I, I watched Ross and my great niece and nephew, I didn't participate in this, but they go around and around and they really never go anywhere. They just keep going around the same place. I was sitting there and I was watching them and I would see them and then they would disappear and, they would, and then in a few minutes they would come back around. And that's how some people are. So it's just the same thing over and over. They find themselves really not going anywhere because there's no flow, there's no direction. Just around and around, wasting again in Margaritaville. And all the while, there's another flow that will actually take them somewhere. In a lazy river, being comfortable and lazy is the priority. Whatever feels good. To this person, um, they think it doesn't matter. Hey, it doesn't matter that I'm going nowhere. It matters that I'm enjoying going round and round, numb, and looking at the same scenery over and over. People in this category tend to be repetitive in the lazy river. And sometimes they don't understand why there's no forward progress or momentum. They stay the same. The good news is that you can stop, get out of that lazy river, and it's done by renewing your mind to the Word of God. When you're in the God flow, He'll take you somewhere. You're going somewhere. And the God flow will break that cycle and put you in a good place. So there's good news for people who find themselves stuck in a lazy river. Now the second thing I envisioned was a stagnant pond. A stagnant pond really has a smell to it, right? Because the water isn't moving. It's unpleasant. People who are stuck in a a spiritual stagnant pond. Now, I'm, I'm talking spiritually here. You know, there's a spiritual lazy river. There's a spiritual stagnant pond. And these people are ones who begin to smell like the pond they're stuck in. Sometimes it's a matter of a person being stuck with, um, like, toxic people. Toxic people all, all around them. And they can't seem to break loose. They become comfortable with the stench of non-movement and no forward progress. You know, stagnant water eventually kills. It becomes poisonous. Spiritually speaking, a stagnant pond can kill dreams and visions. And I wanna ask you, do, do some of you feel that maybe your dreams or your vision has been destroyed Maybe it's because you're in a toxic environment. The good news is, there's always good news, and the good news is that it can be resurrected. God is good at that. But it'll require movement on your part. You're going to have to get out of the stagnant, toxic pond. Now, now some of you, you may be in a work environment or a family environment, Well, you can't just leave. I mean, you can't just up and leave. But God will show you a way of how to separate yourself from the effects and rise above it in order not to be in it. Okay? So that's the stagnant pond, spiritually speaking. Now, the third thing I envisioned is a mud hole. When I was a child, my family and I, we lived on a ranch. And we had some animals on that ranch, and some of them were pigs. We had a few pigs. Now, the funny thing about pigs is they like to wallow in mud, right? And, and there is a science behind that that I won't go into right now, but it has to do with their um, sweat glands. They have, a limited, they have limited sweat glands. But the mud hole, at some point, had some water in it, but it's dried up or has no flow to it, so it's not fresh and alive. And, you know, a mud hole, we've, always, we've all seen mud holes, it's caused by water not flowing or the flow is stopped. So, you know, I'm, I'm reminded of the prodigal son here, that story in, in Luke uh, 15. Sometimes people find themselves in a predicament like the prodigal son. They've left their first love, their love for God. They have ventured out, rebelled in a way. And they've turned away from the knowledge of the truth and they've slept with and ate with the pigs in the pig pen like the prodigal son. They have mud all over them. There's good news again. There's always good news. And the good news here is that just like the father who welcomed back his son by throwing him a big party, God will welcome anyone back with open arms. He'll Clean you up, and you can get right back into that God flow. Isn't that good news? You know, some of you are saying, "Well, Nara, you know, I'm not in any of these categories. You know, I'm I'm good. I'm I'm in the God flow. That's great." Well, let's help someone who is. They're stuck. They're in that lazy river, just going around and around and around, and they they're really knowing going nowhere. Or they're in that stagnant pond and. Uh, you know, they're around toxic environment and and they don't have the knowledge. Help them get out of that toxic environment so they can be who God called them to be in the same way with a mud hole. There's always ways. I'm telling you, there's a flow for you in 2024. It's the God flow. I encourage you to read Ephesians chapter 1 where it talks about how we are in Him If you're a born-again believer, that God flow, it's already in you. It's in us. If we'll just yield to it, but it's our choice, we can choose another flow. We can choose to let triggers, those things that we may not be aware of yet, life events, hardships, family drama, hello, setbacks, We can let those things determine the flow we're in in 2024, or we can choose otherwise. The God flow is simply moving with Him. You're already in Him, right? Then move with Him. Let's not oppose or or drag our feet or procrastinate, yield to laziness, and certainly not rebel against or take for granted that river that's on the inside of you. In John 38, Jesus says this. He says, whoever believes in me, as scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. Mm. Well, we could just camp there for a while. Rivers of living water will flow from within them. Now, he was talking about the Holy Spirit there too, but I want to get you thinking about the flow of God and how there's a flow that we can be in and that it's already on the inside of us. So I want to ask you, do you know what flow you are in? Do you know? And where is that flow taking you? I think it's good. I think it's wise for us to do an assessment and say, you know, what flow am I in? Where's that flow taking me? So we can enter into this year. We've already entered into it. but So we can finish this year strong and know that we've identified the God flow, and we're walking in it. And the God flow is the one that builds momentum. It's not standing still. It's not being unproductive or passive. You know, that's one of the things that I got through prayer about this new year for myself, is to build upon that momentum. And I want to encourage you to take your focus off of the things, whatever they are, that are still left undone, or you don't have all the answers to, and build upon any momentum that you do have. That's what I'm going to do. Listen, I'm, I'm going to be diving deeper into, into the flow of God in later podcasts, and I'll be talking more about how we are in Him. I just heard a great message uh, just recently on Ephesians chapter 1, and it's inspired me to dig deeper into how we move with God and how our identity is found in Him. It always goes back to identity, doesn't it? And you know, we have a helper in this. The Holy Spirit, our guide, our comforter, our counselor, will help you overcome anything that you're facing in this new year. He will help you get in the flow, the God flow. I hope this has helped you. So until next time, God bless you. This is your year and stay in the flow.